Good day and welcome to Select BGM, hosted by myself, John, and me, Rich. We put together this humble show for you, the listener, with the hopes that you'll come to appreciate the most underrated music of the modern entertainment age, the music of video games. All right, we're, we're, we're going. I'm going to keep chewing my gum. You going to keep on gumming? Yeah, we're chewing up some nicotine gum here. Mm-hmm. New Year's. New Year's resolutions, which means the Nicorette comes out. No, I'm not going to ever quit nicotine. I don't like the nicotine dreams, though, man. Those can be horrifying. When you throw three patches on you and then go to bed, what are you going to do? I used to think it was kind of fun until like you get those dreams where like it's horrifying. And then you wake up, and you're just like, oh, that was awful. And then something else happens, and then you wake up again, and you're like, am I in Inception here? Well, it's probably you're you're getting a kick from the melatonin, and then you're getting a kick from the nicotine, then you're getting a kick from the alcohol. (laughs) So it's probably why you're having fucked up dreams. They're they're so real. They're nightmares. Sometimes you're carrying around the head of Regis Philbin for no reason. What do you mean? There'd be a reason. But (laughs) there would be a reason that you'd be be a hero. Welcome to the show. This is Select BGM. We're back after Christmas. Thank God Jesus was only born once. Or was he? He wasn't even born technically. I mean, oh, I guess. Well, I guess he was born he was a woman. He was conceived twice on the mortal coil. Yeah, I... By your God. Hey. <laughs> but it's good to be back. We're going to be back on track here doing weekly shows again now that the holidays are over. Thank God. Uh-huh. Again. And, um... This week's show is uh, music from handhelds. So we got some Game Boy tracks and some DS and 3DS tracks, as well as a track from the Atari Lynx. So the whole reason I wanted to do this theme was for one song, one minute long song. Shouldn't have that been on our last episode? Why? Space. Space. Well, it could have been. It could have been. But just about every game is about space. Right, yeah. yeah. We had to, had to cut it cut it somewhere but we could do cyberspace um what shadow run any of those games where you're oh god was there a johnny mnemonic video game i hope not <laughs> that movie the guy that had the the laser that was like a that thing looked dangerous remember the laser where you just chopped the dude in half and you just slid off half of his body i do not and then what was the capacity in his um he had like some kind of shit in his head like storage and was it like a hundred gigabytes or something? It was like it sounded <laughs> like it sounded like a huge amount back then. But point six six terabytes. Now people carry it around in their pocket like right. it's no big deal. Right? Yeah, their smartphone has more. It is Keanu Reeves. It's probably a so terabyte. <laughs> there's not much to store. Yeah. Well, let's just get started with this one. How about that? Boom. The what we're gonna start off with is um, it's a Game Boy track called. Kaiju O Godzilla, and it was released in 1993 by, published and developed by Bandai, and this is the level one boss, Mothra.
Hey, howdy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just heard Time Man from Mega Man Powered Up on PSP. His composer was Toshihiko Horiyama. It's released in 2006, developed and published by Capcom. And the one before that was called Headless, from the game Brandish the Dark Revenant on PSP, Japanese, I think. And it was by the Falcom Sound Team. And Tenmon Mieko Ishikawa. Released in 2009, developed and published by Nihon Falcom. And before that was Azure Striker Gunvolt. And the stage was Pharmalab, or it was called Pharmalab from the garden stage. Is that correct? Yeah, Pharmalab Garden. And the composer was a team called Three. And I believe that track was specifically by um, Ryo, or Ryo Ryo Kawakami. It was released in 2014, developed and published by Inti Creates. And that was a pretty fun game. The uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt. I'm still, I should say, was. It is a fun game. It's still fairly recent, but it's pretty fun if you're into Mega Man X Zero Advent, whatever. You'd like it. I wish there was a way to hook those, play those consoles right on your TV. Is there? Same here. 
the P the PSP and the GBA and I think the Vita have the ability to be played on a big screen. I don't think the DS or 3DS do. Because I used to hook the PSP up to my TV, but the resolution, it was a really, like, big frame. <laughs> oh, because, yeah, it has a wide ratio, wide screen. Right. It probably had a black bar or something, or a border. And I like handhelds, uh, especially in this generation and last generation of gaming. They really grew on me. Before, they were just kind of a fun little distraction, but I actually started really getting into big games and spending a lot of time on them with the DS and 3DS and PSP. Yeah, the 3DS looks pretty cool. I, I mean, you've been into handhelds. You've gone through the whole... Yeah, I think I've gone through all of them. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Wonder Swan. What about Neo Geo Pocket? Well, yeah, yeah, I didn't do the Neo Geo Pocket. But everything else, Game Gear, Lynx, Game Boy. Yeah, I, I remember the old games. Um, we had a... I traded a Millie Vanilli tape for and 10 bucks for the Tron LED game. I remember that. And that was a lot of fun. It was a really well done. It had the light cycles, had the discs where you throw them back and forth and then at the end you have to get the disc into the MCP and it was a fun thing. It's still at my parents' house, but and that's just like on it's just like you sit it on the table and play it right in front of you, right? Well, you can still hold it in your hands. You have to put like 4C batteries in it or something. Right, okay. But it was pretty cool, and my brother had the Nintendo Game & Watch, the Donkey Kong Jr. one, yep. where it's two screens and you climb up. That was pretty fun, too. So, yeah, handheld gaming has been around for a long time. Well, yeah, and it got, it got really popular because of Nintendo. And I think you were talking. I think I know the, the one you're talking about, the Donkey Kong, with the open screen. It's like a 3 It's like a DS. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that... that Game they, and Watch, it folds. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know if it folds, did it? I don't remember. I don't remember if it did either, but I know that was kind of the inspiration for the, the DS when it came out uh, last... Well, should we start round two? Yes, ma'am. Ma'am, sorry, sir. You can call me yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You can call me ma'am, that's fine. So this next title uh, is from Mighty Switch Force for the Nintendo 3DS. The uh, title is JiveBot. It's composed by Jake Kaufman. Mighty Switch Force was released in 2011, developed and published by WayForward.
So that last track you heard was the uh, boss battle music from Castlevania Legends on Game Boy, composed by Yoichi Iwata and Kaoru Okada. It was released in 1998, uh, developed and published by Konami. And brought to you by Yuzo Koshiro, one track before was the thousand-year-old blue woodlands sounds like a blind guardian or rhapsody song it's pretty fucking epic but that was from the game atrian or atrian odyssey on nintendo ds released in 2007 developed and published by atlas and prior to that was the uh, second theme from gates of zendicon for atari lynx the whole reason i wanted to do this theme <laughs> Uh, the composer, I have no idea, but the, the game was programmed and designed by Peter Engelbright. Uh, he also did Todd's Adventures and Slime World on Atari Lynx, which was an awesome game. He did California games. Uh, Gates of Zendicon was released in 1989, developed by Epix, published by Atari. Yeah, as we were, we were putting together like the music lists, I listened to the Jivebot track, and it had that kind of music where it never really... It's kind of like that dreamy, open-ended type of sound where um, I call it the, the soundtrack to the end of the universe type of songs. <laughs> you know, it just keeps going and going and going, but in a good way. Like, it's that resolution, like, the build-up to it. It reminds me of Stepping Out, that song, you know, by Joe Jackson. Okay. Or and, or Level 42, There's Something About the Way, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yep. Whatever. Fun. <laughs> So, yeah, that one I really, really like. I, I was surprised. I, Jake Kaufman is turning into one of my favorite composers. He's really good. I really like his, his stuff with Way Forward. I think he may... I don't know if he works exclusively for Way Forward, but he does a lot of their stuff. And, and the Shovel Knight, of course. And he did... Oh, did he do Shovel Knight? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's awesome. He did the DuckTales Remastered. I bought that just off the stream sales. Oh, I, cool. I have to try it out. Yeah, that's a fun one. I like that. And then... He did Mighty Switch Force 2, which is an awesome soundtrack. What is that game like, Switch Force? Is that the one that was kind of 2D? It's 2D oh, puzzle 3D. platform shooter. Um, you, by pressing buttons, you're bringing blocks into and back out of the, of the main ground. So you're switching blocks in and out so that you can step on them and make puzzles and, okay. and c complete your goals and tasks, etc. Yeah, it's fun. Game. It's really fun, but it gets incredibly difficult. Another game I can't play unless I buy a freaking handheld. Yeah, we get a Wii U and get Mighty Switch Force oh, 2 really? on the Wii U. Yeah. I just wish everything was on Steam. I'm not going to buy a console. I'm kind of getting to that point, I, I, <laughs> I kind of... Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it again. That's what I talk about every week. Well, that's kind of the direction that it's going. Mm. Consoles are kind of getting to be a little obsolete. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, even in... You know, starships, you know, when you're on the Enterprise, you know, they have L cars on the new one, the next generation. But back on the old ones, like the consoles were a bunch of lights blinking. You look at old NASA footage, and they have this room full of people, like it's guys with like wearing white shirts with ties that have a buzz cut that are like smoking cigarettes, and they're working on these big consoles that have lights all over them. And it's like, you don't need all that shit anymore. Even like you go into a restaurant now, and they'll have an iPad on a little stand. And it has a little printer, and that's it. There's not, like, a big register right. anymore. Yeah, the point of sale is... Well, they do have a register, but it's not, like, this big... But you thing. don't have the point of sale machine anymore. Yeah. Well, well, not anymore, but a lot of the smaller businesses and independent businesses now are just going that route where it's just an iPad that you sign, and it'll email you a receipt, and, and that's cool. I like that. I'm down with that. They talk about, you know, the personal computer going away, like, oh, everyone's just going to have a smartphone and do everything from there. And I can see that maybe to a certain point, but there's always work. Like if you're um, doing brute force type of stuff, like, oh, I'm going to convert like 2,000 <laughs> Game Boy soundtracks to flack. Uh, yeah, no experience there. you got to have a computer to do that. Your iPad is not going to do that unless you want to hook it up, you know, an iPad farm, you know, hooked up to a... <laughs> right. <laughs> like you, no battery is going to last very long doing that. So I don't see that personal computer ever really no, going away. There's a necessity for both. But I don't see the use for, like, most, you know, most people don't need to have a computer. So I actually see computers going back to how it was in the late 70s and early 80s where you have enthusiasts to actually own the computer. I don't know. The future's weird. Well, in, in the workplace, you can't run an office off of an iPad yeah, or a no, tablet. No way. You know, you have to have the, the hardware. You have to have the big machine. Uh, they're trying to move away from that. They though. are. They are trying to, but I, it's gonna be, I think it's going to be a long time. 
uh, and I don't think it's ever gonna really go into effect where it's like Star Trek anytime soon. Yeah, I agree. Yes, ma'am. Or sir. Matt, you can call me ma'am. What was the... Oh, okay, I was thinking a hot tub time machine. Chevy Chase always referring to the dude as Miss. Or... Did you see that movie ever? Yeah, it was uh, some time ago, but I did see it. I was it. surprised. I, did I like it? I liked it? it. I thought it was funny. It cracked me up. It brought me back to, you know, like, the dumb movies of the 80s that were actually kind of good. Because it, it, even though it was like... I liked uh, John Cusack uh, in the dark writing bad teenage poetry. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the crown on that movie for me. Well, like how nonchalant movies are now about coke usage and all sorts of stuff. Like in the 80s, it was like, say no to drugs. Now it's like, hell yeah. Every- drugs were depicted as something that was really bad and like, you know... Scarface, and yeah, and now, stuff like, and now it's just like it's common, just like yeah, bumping coke, it's yeah, cool. it's a big thing. rails, it's, yeah, it's a thing. If people do it, and it's funny, we make jokes about it, which I'm, I'm fine with. Yeah, me too. I mean, coke's only bad when it's crack, folks. That's right. Yeah, don't rock it. As long as you don't rock it, only smoke it a few times. You know, enjoy your white pepper ice cream. Then we'll start off the next set with a track from Kid Icarus Uprising on Nintendo 3DS. The title is The Reaper's Line of Sight. That uh, Various composers, various artists did the music uh, for this game. Huge soundtrack, wonderful soundtrack, probably one of the best there is. Uh, some of those were, include Motoi Sakuraba, Yuzo Koshiro, and Yasunori Mitsuda. Kid Icarus Uprising was released in 2012, developed by Project Sora, which is a division of Nintendo, and published by Nintendo.
Ahoy, hoy, 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 hoy. Avast! Halt, stranger! That was in sort of Sodan. I don't know why I'm bringing that up now. Sort of Sodan's awful. It was awful, but it was one of those games that had big sprites on Amiga. I used to be an adventurer like you, until I took an arrow to the knee. Um, the last song was from the game Yggdra Union, or Yggdra Union, We'll Never Fight Alone on the PSP. The song was Cruise Sortie, like Cruise, Penelope Cruise Sortie. It's, that's a, like a groupie for Penelope Cruise, because if she were in the groupies. Composers Shikegi Hayashi, released in 2006, developed by Sting, and published by Atlas. And before that was another Jake Kaufman tune for the show. Uh, titled Through the Woods from Shantae Risky's Revenge on the uh, Nintendo DSiWare. It was released in 2010, developed and published by Way Forward. And Ultramarine Deep is the name of the song that came before from the game East 6, The Ark of Nepishtim on PSP. The composer was the Falcom Sound Team with Hayato Sonata, Wataru Ishibashi, released in 2006 by Nihon, developed by Nihon Falcom Corp. <laughs> And published by Konami. So, top three ease games, in your opinion? Oh, you know, like, I just played through Origin, and I gotta say, I liked it a lot. And I, I think the new ones I like the best. Like, on the PC, I like Oath of Felgana. I like East Origins and Ark of the Piston. I mean, I love East 1 and 2, like, from the Turbo Graphics, but th- that new engine for Nepishtim, Felgana, and Origin is... I love that engine. It's awesome. I love it too. I wish they'd redo all of them, just with that engine. That would be. They're just fun games. It's really got fun. it's got everything that was great about Zelda. It's you get the feeling. It's like you get a fight, you know, but it's not like that boring God of War stuff. It's pretty much the same as God of War, but you actually have to hit. It's not just whips thrashing everywhere, you know, floating in the air, stupid shit. Like I, that mashing type fighting, I don't like. It's there's a balance to it, especially with that new engine. And yeah, you go to a new area and it's really hard for a sec, but you level up instantly. So you can you can grind for a second, but you don't have to grind for two years. And it's really satisfying. It gives you what you want in the game. And when I was playing it, I just sat there and kind of thought to myself, this is fun. I mean, I'm just really enjoying myself playing this. And that's what a game's supposed to be. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Nepishtim, Origins. And Oath of Felgata would be my top three, probably in that order. I wish they'd released Nepishtim on the PC. Yeah. I've heard talks about it, but Konami was the publisher. Right, and, right. You know, like the other, Exceed is the one that's releasing him now. And they've done a good job. I'm glad they've done that because, you know, there's obviously a base here of people who really want to. Yeah, there's a market for those games. And yeah. Exceed generally taps into that market and bring over those uh, Japanese RPGs and Thankfully, some I still have Nepishtim on PS2, and the frame rate's just kind of not that good. I wish that's why I want it on PC. It's just so much nicer. Yeah, and on PSP, it's a, it's not very good. Yeah, you let me borrow um, Felgana on PSP. Felgana on PSP was and okay. It, it not near as fun as no, or not near as fun as uh, yeah, whatever. The PC version, yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't stand up, and then Ease Seven is on PSP. It was a PSP. Exclusive. Heard that's a different engine. It is a different engine. Um, and it was, it kind of deviated a little too much from the, from the, the, the core meat and potatoes of ease, and I didn't really care for it. It was a really competent game, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. You had uh, three characters all fighting at the same time, two AI, and then whoever you were controlling. So it's not classic ease. No, it's not. And then there was a lot of fetch questing going on. East 2 is one that I never played, or East 3, sorry. Um, I never played that really. I tried it out on the Turbo Graphics. The, the 2D one? Yeah, I just didn't like it. It wasn't very good. There wasn't a whole lot to like about it. I know my dad actually played through and won that game. It, that's what Felgana's based on. Right, sort right. Of. And then so. they have they have the Vita version of Ease, which is the uh, Memories of Salseda. And that's more of kind of an open-world hack-and-slash type game. It kind of, again, deviated from what the Origins and Nepishtim were doing. And okay, I, think I was just, kind of on the fence about it. I think you it. might have changed my mind. Like, I got to have East 4 in there, the Dawn of East on TurboGrafx. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I just played through it last year because they had a fan-sub type thing where they redid all the sounds. And it was really professional. They did an excellent job on it. And 
it was like it really did a lot better than most of the Turbo Graphics CD games. You know, the cutscenes were really good. It did stuff like you know, thunder would go and it, you'd see the whole screen flicker. It just had neat effects and it was a very satisfying play. And was that Hudson? Did you say that? that yeah, was the Hudson and version? that's the one I say is non-canonical. Like right. they say, the Mask of the Sun or whatever is the mm -hmm. actual canon. Yeah, the Famicom, Super Famicom version. But not for me. Yeah. It's it's you know what it is is it's the better game, and I think that's what makes it canonical to me. And I swear it's it's the one for Turbo Graphics, the Hudson one. I don't care what anyone says. Well, they're wrong anyway. They are, yeah. <laughs> And the music's awesome too. It has like a song that sounds like um, Ingvi Malmsteen. Ingvi Malmsteen, um, Far Beyond the Sun. It sounds exactly like that. And it's like, I like those little tributes, you know? It's kind of nice. You know, those guys that do the E stuff are metalheads. Oh, yeah. What about Luca Cirilli? Uh, they got any, they got any love for Luca? Uh, the Rhapsody's got their heads so far up their own ass. <laughs> and like, I like the first two albums, but. I was 21 or something, or 20 when they came out. So, yeah, it doesn't hold up for me anymore. No fantasy metal for me now. Yeah, me either. I listen to fusion now. I'm, yeah. I'm an fusion old Fusion jazz. Yeah. I know, right? We've all moved on to Lagoon jazz. Yep. Well, with that, should we call it? Yeah, like, good vibes to everybody out there. Yep. Have a great new year. It's 2015, and we're going to do some amazing things. Hopefully we don't, like, bomb more places in the Middle East too much. So, and uh, what uh, what do we have on the menu for next week? The next episode is Leading Ladies Games with Female Protagonists. Awesome. Yeah, that one will be fun. Well, with that, uh, the last Metroid is in captivity. The galaxy is at peace. Peace, Algu. And behave.